You've been toying with the idea of using friendship apps for a while now, but you've got reservations. Is it safe? Does this make you look desperate? Will you find women you like? Will those women like you back? There are so many questions to be answered and you're not sure if you want to move forward. But lately you've been seeing an increasing number of success stories, specifically with Bumble BFF. In today's episode of the Friend Forward podcast, I want to present you with a friendship trio that met using this platform. Casey, Nani, and Natalie are going to talk to us about how they met on the platform and what they did to keep their friendship strong once they took things offline. And for those of you who are who have been looking for ways to invite connections into your life through leveraging technology, I think this episode might be an actionable one for you that you will appreciate. And I also encourage you to please go to the show notes, visit betterfemalefriendships.com to see a picture of these ladies because it really brings their story to life to see them. And also you'll be able to take a peek at something that they did to make their friendship official. I won't tell you, you'll hear it toward the end of the show. I also want to make a note here that if you've been following for a while, you know that Bumble has asked me to be their official resident friendship expert and I take the job very seriously and I'm so happy to have worked with them as a spokesperson. Um, But the opinions that you hear expressed by the ladies in today's episode don't necessarily reflect those of the company. I just am so happy to be partnering with a brand that has missions and values that align with ours here at Friend Forward. So if you've had the idea of friendship apps on your mind and you're not quite sure if that's something you want to jump into in 2023, then take a listen because this episode just might be for you. This is Friend Forward, the podcast. And if you're having girl problems, I got you. I'm your host, Danielle Byer-Jackson, a friendship coach, speaker, and author. And when it comes to the joys, complexities, and misconceptions surrounding female friendship, I am here to help you through it. Okay, ladies, thank you so much for being here on the Friend Forward podcast. I saw that comment on TikTok and I thought instantly, I have to know more. How did you even come to download Bumble BFF? Because by now, many women have heard of it, but some maybe are still kind of skeptical if they can really create a friendship that way. So I'd love to hear from each of you, what even led you to using the app? Yeah, so for me, I think... It was a hard realization when um, I moved here to a new city. I moved here to Chicago. When I moved here, I was working full time. I was going to grad school. I was completing an internship. And, um, you know, when all that finished, I graduated. Um, I realized I only had work left and uh, my then boyfriend at the time. And of course, like I made friends with his friends. Um, but at some point, you know, it, it just didn't feel the same. And I felt, At one point, I felt like I was living in his world where we were seeing his family every weekend, um, you know, seeing his friends, doing things with his friends, doing things that he liked to do. And I felt like I was losing myself as an individual. I'm from the Midwest and I did have a lot of friends from college and family that's from here. But after college, it seemed like a lot of my friends were moving away or pursuing careers in different cities and wanting to explore. So I felt, who am I going to hang out with on Friday night? Who am I going to go watch a movie with this weekend? Um, And wanting to fill my time with uh, new friends. And that's that's why I joined Bumble BFF. (laughs) I don't think my story is as 
romantic. I think mine is, I was asking my now husband to get his nails done with me. And I realized I really need some girlfriends. So uh, that's what led me to download the app (laughs) because he was willing, he was ready and willing, but it just, yeah, you need your girl time. Yeah. It's so interesting to hear, you know, two of you speak to getting maybe wrapped up in romantic partnership. And that can be so consuming and having that moment of, okay, I need some lady friends is really great. So, okay. So, so you're on the app, you were each driven there by these, by different reasons. You're kind of building your profile, you're swiping through. Um, What was your general experience on the app? Was it, you know, did it make you anxious? Did you feel like you knew exactly what you were looking for? So it was easy and you had confidence. What was your experience kind of navigating Bumble BFF? For me, there was some anxiety with it, right? I mean, it's it's different than on a dating app where, you know, you're trying... Well, I guess not really different. It's kind of the same. Like you're trying to find similar interests and it's really tough to do it on face value, right? And so I really leaned heavily on like if there's... If they had a comment or a picture that I can relate to or bring up, right? And just really try to start a conversation quickly. And in general, I am a pretty black and white person where I know what I want. So the minute I saw something in someone's profile, I'm like, yep, that's it for me. Like, I'm good. I need to match like four people and then we'll figure it out from there. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Love that approach. Love that direct strategy. So, okay. So you're finding people and you're like, okay, I know what I want. How do you transition it from, and especially because we have like a three-way friendship here, a friendship trio, which is a whole other uh, topic, <laughs> right? Because we have, people have questions about, you know, how to make a friendship trio last. But so there's three of you. So walk me through kind of how you went from connecting with each other on the app and then taking things offline. Did it happen all at the same time? Or was somebody kind of like the point person? Yeah. So it was, I, I matched with Natalie and Nanny first. Um, I matched with Nat first. We had our first date. And then I matched with Nanny um, a couple weeks later and we had our first date. And for me, like, I'm more about trying to make any type of human connection as quickly as possible, because I think that's, that's the true test, right? That's what we're ultimately trying to get to. So might as well just jump right into it. So it was, I think it was right after I met Nani, I was like, Hey, you know, I'm having a, I'm throwing a brunch party. Um, I'll invite you. Let me invite everyone else who I met on Bumble BFF. And we're just going to go from there. You know, we'll just see, we're just going to throw everyone into the mix and see how it works hand out your phone number that that worked out for me. I sent a message, something like, Hey, text me. Um, if you want to hang out, it's easier to communicate this way. And that way, you know, it, it also kind of helped weed out some of the women who like were interested in me and who wanted to hang out. Um, so it's not so much of like so much work on my part too. Like I can see that this person is putting their effort into wanting to to meet up with me. So that's a good sign. Right. And then, um, also just try to make it more comfortable for the both of us. Like it feels like you're just texting a regular friend at that point. Okay. So as you all come together, you're at this event. I mean, how did it, how did it flow? And how did you guys go from meeting at this, this first initial event to saying like, okay, let's keep it going. The three of us. I mean, what were those first impressions? I at the brunch. Okay. So I think the first date between, um, Casey and I, we both I think we both were like a little skeptical, like, okay, we're meeting up with kind of a stranger. So we both brought our significant others as like, as like a crutch in a way where we're like, okay, if it goes bad, you're there, like, we'll figure it out from there. (laughs) And then it ended up just being so natural when the four of us hung out. And I remember 
Casey afterwards was like, hey, we're having a brunch party. And Tommy and I like fist bumped. We're like, we're in. We're good. We're fine. So we go to this brunch party and I meet names and I meet a few of, of, of the other Bumble friends that um, Casey made. And I remember names. I was like, she's so nice. To the point where I don't know if we're going to get along well because she's too nice. <laughs> and I'm really cynical and mean sometimes. And then I got to know names more and more. And her, um, she had other sides to her that really made me laugh. <laughs> and I her for it. But she is still a sweetheart. Being at that brunch was, it was really fun to connect with everyone. And just, it, it, it made me feel a lot closer to Casey and meeting Nat. I just remember thinking she's so radiant. She's so cool. And I have to like make a connection with her. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yes. It's so interesting to hear like the backstory, first impressions, what you thought of each other. Um, Casey, what were your thoughts when you had, you know, you're kind of the nucleus of everybody coming together. What were your first impressions once you finally met them? Yeah. So Meeting Nat, I was really nervous. I think Nat was my first Bumble BFF date ever. Um, so hence why we brought our significant others too. And I thought she was, I thought she was so cool and I was nervous the whole time. Um, so I'm pretty sure I was just quiet. And I remember thinking to myself and, and, um, telling my husband, like, I think I blew it. Like, I, I don't think I said anything. I, I don't think she wants to be friends anymore. Um, so that was that. But then she showed up to the brunch party and I was like, okay, I did something right. Cool. Cool. And with Nains, it was just so easy. She was super sweet, super happy. Uh, we did a workout class together and then we ate um, at a Korean Korean food place. And it was just really, it, it felt comfortable because, um, and one other thing too, that considering first impressions is, you know, when I moved here from California, um, it was quite a culture shock for me in terms of like a lack of diversity here in Chicago in the places that I was that I was frequenting, right? Like you can definitely see a divide in, in, in the people. And so it was, it was really tough for me to, to just kind of make that transition. And so having Nat and Nani, who are both women of color and just having that sense of comfort too, um, was kind of just an added plus and in, in, into our friendship where, you know, I finally felt like I was a little bit, had a little bit of a piece of home with me. We said we weren't going to get emotional, and now you're making me emotional. <laughs> Is it happening, Natalie? Now, let me really sit here for a second. I really appreciate what you just kind of added to the conversation, Casey, about you know what kind of woman you're looking for, um, because we feel there are various aspects of our identity and our race and ethnicity is a, is a part that we cannot extract from who we are. And so needing to be in spaces that affirm that and those experiences. And so to hear you say, especially as a woman of color, it was important to you to kind of situate yourself in such a way that you could invite connections into your life that would affirm that is, um, is really nice to hear. And can relate, can relate. Um, that's great. Okay, so first impressions go well. This is great. Now, how long have you all been friends? Like, how long ago was that? 2018? Wow, okay. I feel bad I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So a good chunk of time. And so we're talking pre-pandemic. How did the, pan like, how did you all kind of keep things going during the pandemic? I think we text a lot. So I think having a group chat and then also, um, it helped that all of our significant others, fiancés, husbands, like all mesh so well. And so we even have like a what six, six person group chat. Right. And so it's, it, it's just so nice that we can all just be together, like either physically or via text. 
Um, and then we also make it an effort to like come visit each other. Natalie ended up moving away from us. She went back to Ohio. And so, you know, we, we make efforts of like, she comes visit, comes over here to visit us. We'll go over there to visit her. And so I think it, it's just, you know, nice to, to plan out some of these engagements where we can all get together. It is like a high priority for us. Like when we do get together that it's like, okay, when's the next time we're going to see each other? (laughs) Because Columbus is five and a half hours from Chicago. So it doesn't seem like a long trip, but with everyone's schedules, it's hard to, you know, make make time and and find a time that works, but it's a top priority for all of us. <laughs> I feel like the moment we see each other, we're like, okay, and we have to plan the next time. So uh, how do I say this? I had never considered friends home until I, I met Casey and Nanny. And so moving away from that was really, really difficult for me. So I think the first four months, I would probably call them crying like every week <laughs> just because I miss them so much. And so just what both of them just said, I think we both make it such a priority. All of us make it such a priority, even the guys, where once you meet someone, especially in your 30s, I'm just going to hone in on that. Once you meet someone, you realize who you want to make space for. And we we all make space for each other. We like really reserve that time and we, we reserve that effort and energy for all of us. And I think I could call Ian and Zach, and I know that they'd be there in a heartbeat. So those six of us are all very close. And I just think we found something really special because of Bumble BFF. And it's it's crazy to think that. That's, I mean, I have goosebumps. And, and this is why it's because, like, first of all, obviously seeing how, you know, sentimental, you know, you get kind of as you talk about this and, and how much they mean to you, which is so um, beautiful. And then also to hear that, I mean, it brought your partners together and now their friend is like, the, I, like, what is this? Like a Hallmark movie <laughs> with you guys. Um, and the group chat is like super cute. Um you know, so, so, so here's my thought and let me know, you know, what you guys think on this, but you know, yeah, Bumble BFF is a great place to source new connections, right? Especially if you're working from home and are relatively isolated, a great place to be in contact with potential friends. But one thing I got to add to give you guys credit is the intention that you brought to it. Like hearing you say right now, oh, it's a non-negotiable that if we get together, we're already planning for the next time we're getting together. That's how you've been able to maintain this friendship. So it sounds like we're pairing, you know, sourcing from Bumble BFF with uh, uh, an intention and commitment to friendship itself, Mm -hmm. because these are such high value women in your lives is really great. When you're an adult making friends is, it is a lot harder because I think you're, we're losing those circumstances and you have to build that yourself. Mm, that's like a whole encouraging <laughs> word for those who sometimes are fearful that they've missed their window. I, I should have made my friends in high school. I, I should have kept those college friends. Oh, I moved. It's too late for me. And so I think you're, you're especially speaking to, to them right now for sure. So we're constantly sending each other funny memes that are relatable. Um, where also there's, um, this app called Marco Polo where you can send video messages where it's, it's nice because they don't go away and you can just can keep in contact and you can k- look back on videos you've sent and it's kind of like like a video message yeah mm-hmm. um so that's a great way to keep in touch also i think the three of us are just all so different in terms of personalities that our intentions with each other are even different like we know that casey 
doesn't love texting. She prefers a phone call. <laughs> so like if we want, if we want to keep her updated on something, we'll call her on like a Friday or a Sunday. And we know that names is a love bug and she like appreciates those text messages or words of affirmation or whatever it is and being able to send those video messages. And I think that Casey and Nanny with me know that I am an incredibly emotionally needy person. And our only conflict has been that I get jealous when I'm away from them and they know that and they're proactive about reassuring me and like loving me and outreach and everything whenever they see me get like jealous of things going on in Chicago without me. So I think we're all intentional in different ways. Yes. I mean, this is like a whole master class right now. And like how to keep the <laughs> friendship going as an adult. This is amazing. The intention, the honoring everybody's preferences instead of trying to kind of like force them to adapt, you know, what you are used to. I mean, all of it is just so lovely. Now let me ask you this. This is all lovely. Okay. In a friendship that you've sustained since 2018. And being as close as you are now, I have to imagine that there have been conflicts, maybe not big blowups, but moments of like, okay, this is tense. This is awkward. How do we like push through this? What have been some of those moments? And then how did you kind of get over that hump? Uh, well, I, one thing that, that I, that I am thinking about is when we do get together, you know, we have those deep and hard conversations. And I think sometimes, especially when we have our significant others there, you know, having them weigh in too, and things can get heated, right? And I, there's obviously a lot of differing views at the table. And so it does take a lot for us to, to talk through some of these conversations and yet still honor and respect what everyone's trying to say. But at the same time, be respectful and kind of point out to someone where it may, where they may be wrong or missing something, right? And so I, I think, but we, we've we created such a safe space that we know that we can do this. And like, sometimes these conversations result in tears, right? And and we do get hurt, but we we do know it's because we all love each other and we're trying to make sure we can keep everyone on, on the same page. Definitely feels like we're like sisters. Um, when we're together, it's easy if someone's being annoying, if I'm being annoying, then Casey and Natalie will be like, Nanny, <laughs> you need to check yourself. And I'll be like, okay, yeah, I need to check myself. <laughs> and then it's over. <laughs> yeah. So what's interesting is, I mean, you guys are outlining it so, um, so simply like, oh, we've created a safe space. And so sometimes it's hard, we come back together. But I'm hearing some really... Um, mature habits and mindsets that are even making that possible. So even in the example you just gave me about, you know, if they correct me or give me feedback, or if they're like, girl, you're doing too much, I'm able to say, okay, you're right. I hear that. I receive that. Thank you. You know, which speaks to a person who has self-awareness, a person who wants to grow, a person who welcomes correction in their friendship. I mean, there's a certain humility and self-awareness that makes you able to take that in stride and keep it moving. I also hear, you know, you all um, have like being relatively secure in the friendship. If you believe that you can kind of hash it out and you can end it with, I'll see you tomorrow, you know, as opposed to how we sometimes go home and, and we ruminate and we let it fester. What does she mean by that? Or a lot of us maybe deny our feelings. Like, 
that we are perturbed and we're just like, okay, maybe she didn't mean it like that. And we sit on it. So the fact that you all have an open space that you've created of like, no, you can tell me because I'm going to reassure you that I don't agree with you, but I'm going to be here tomorrow. And, um, you know, somebody used the word reassurance earlier, and I'm sure that that's had a direct impact on how comfortable you feel bringing yourself to the table because you've been reassured so often that you won't be rejected for it, which is really powerful. So cute. And so much so that have, has there been like any kind of like gesture or act to kind of like solidify the friendship? Oh, yes. Our tattoos. Put it in the screen. Put it in the screen. Let me see this. Oh, my. So freaking cute. I can't even. <laughs> for those, Describe the tattoo for those listening. They're so cute. Go ahead. Now. Go ahead. Um, I think we like, honestly, a year into our friendship, we were like, all right, so this is for life. Cool. Um, and instead of, instead of, uh, what are they, what do witches like the blood thing instead of blood, we do tattoos. (laughs) Um, so we were, we've been talking about it for a really long time and we actually joke amongst the guys where we're the birds and they're the wasps. And to be clear, they are bees because of Bumblebee FF. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, like no one could have written a better story. <laughs> Love it. That is so cute. Let me, I mean, we're okay. So keep it real with me. When you, when the idea came up of like, oh my God, we should get tattoos. Were there any hesitations of like, oh, this is okay. This is permanent. This is for my friends. Or, or was it just like a, a physical embodiment of what you already believe to be true? That this is a forever thing. I was also just kind of like, why don't we have this already? You know, it's like this should have happened yesterday. Yeah. 100%. Yes. Yeah. It just solidified it more than anything. Yeah. 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 Any any final words of wisdom or encouragement? Yeah. So for me, if you're like me, I was so in my head about using Bumble BFF because, you know, I I was thinking what are people going to think of me when I say I've met this friend on a on an app? You know, why why can't I just meet friends in person? Um, you know, am I being desperate? Like why should I just make friends no- the normal way, right? But honestly, like I learned that no one, no one knows what they are doing in this world, right? And so why waste your time on these what ifs? And like people, honestly, they will respect you and and can connect with you more when you can share your vulnerability. So like show up as your 100% true self and those people will, will be out there for you. Thank you for being great friends for one another and being a model for other people of how to get it right. Thank you. Thank you so much. You had so much fun. Okay, ladies, as your new official friendship coach, here's your homework. Listen closely. I want you to think of the reservations that you kind of have about using technology to help you connect with other women. And then I want you to measure those reasons against the evidence that was presented to you today from this very real uh, example of how things work out. So if this is something you're ready for, or if you're not quite ready to go that route, either way, I want you to consider joining us for our 21-day Be a Better Friend Challenge. You can join right now at betterfemalefriendships.com. Immediately after signing up, you'll get access to our exclusive 2023 Friendship Intentions ebook that we've created just for you. And then we kick off on January 11th, where I will serve as your personal wing woman, giving you one actionable research-based thing that you can do to create or deepen your friendships in the new year. So we hope to see you over there at betterfemalefriendships.com. And until then, you know that we'll be right here rooting for you always on your ongoing journey toward better female friendships. Until next time.